What's up, everybody? On this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports, we talk NBA playoffs and the eventual exit of the Philadelphia 76ers, along with other teams in the Eastern and Western Conferences. Uh, we touch on the NFL. We mentioned, we even touch on hockey, very briefly, but we touch on hockey. And we also talk about Major League Baseball. So make sure you tune in for this week's episode of Guys Talking Welcome to another episode of Guys Talking Sports. It's another lovely Thursday evening. I think we finally got the this little bit of last bit of cold air behind us. We might actually start looking at some beautiful weather now before it gets too damn hot. Now I'm gonna wish it was cold again. Ah, uh, but I am happy that all this pollen is starting to go away. Good God, I hate allergy season. But anyway, fellas, what's good? How, how's your week? <laughs> It's all it's all gravy and it's all lovely. Same here, but I agree with you about the the pollen. I'm not ready for it at all. <laughs> I hate this time of year with a passion. You're killing me, man. My yo, my allergies are so bad that you know you got the corner of your eye that itch, yes. but it's the inside of the corner that I can't seem to, to, to get to quite get the scratch right. You know the rub, and it be still itching been there. <laughs> oh, God damn. It's the worst. It's the worst. So you, for those of you who don't suffer from allergies, y'all some lucky SOBs, man. <laughs> lucky. <laughs> Wish allergy season on nobody. But anywho, I know I missed last week's episode. I was on assignment. I was, uh, I was chasing down somebody up 95. I didn't seem to get them, though. I was like, I almost had, almost had an interview, but they shook me right there when I got the main street. And I just, they got, they, they lost me. So I, I didn't get it. So I didn't get that exclusive that I wanted, but don't worry, I'm going to get it. But uh, could we just briefly have a moment of silence for the uh, Philadelphia Sixers, 76ers, as they are being laid out the pasture, as their uh, grave is being dug as we speak. And uh, Doc Rivers and, and, and Tandem might be, Slowly showing the door after the end of the season. Uh, this is a small moment of silence. <laughs> yes. So, what are you guys' take on this? Uh, this Heat Sixers. Uh, well, I guess it's not so much of a, a series anymore. But do you think Doc Rivers should get uh, get the axe over everything that's going on? And do you also think that Harden Harden ain't Harden no more? Um, I am I, to be honest. I am kind of interested in hearing what Philly fans have to say about this. Not saying no. you're a Philly fan, but I'm just saying in general. I don't know. It, it's um, the, 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 I don't think that directly. They're still more mad at how everything went down with Ben Simmons more so than. than Are you serious? So that's I think be their excuse now. I, I I think they're still they're they're blaming the issues and the seeding of the Sixers on the whole situation from Ben Simmons. I don't I don't technically agree with that, but no, let me phrase that. I don't fully agree with that, but I don't know if Doc 
should get fired. I mean, this will be his what second season on the job, right? Mm-hmm. So second or third? Second, I think second. second. It's second. Second. So um, he, you know, Joel Embiid had an MVP caliber season. He, um, but you know. What's happening right now, you have to credit a lot of the Miami Heat defense for doing what they're doing. You know, Mac, you know, Maxi, who was everyone's darling the last round, they put as Shannon Sharp would say, they put his ass in jail on in this series. He he's nowhere to be found. You guys as Stephen A. Smith will say you gotta send the APB to find out where he's at. Um who else? Um uh Oh, it's not Max. Um, I can't. Uh, Tob- Tobias Harris hasn't really stepped up. Harden. Look, Harden wasn't Harden before you got him. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you, you got what you got, but he didn't show me anything in the Nets this particular, this particular season to prove that he was the Harden of Houston. Last year, perhaps, but this year, not so much. So they have so much turnaround, so much turmoil. But they all go back to this. The 76ers issues of of their own making. When they lost that series to Atlanta, when you had Joel Embiid damn near throwing them underneath the bus, and you had Doc Rivers not getting them a vote of confidence, even though both of you guys might have felt that way. But once you set it out in the public and put it out in the universe, you created the situation which the season went to now. Now Ben Simmons had a lot to has some something to do with that as well. But from the second the shit wasn't looking right beginning of the season, you should have shipped his ass out there and they had some deals on the table, but they didn't want to take it because they were trying to get the max value. Now get it. Sign to the max deal. So you're trying to get ample compensation. But look where is that now. However, to get back to the series. I don't think it's all Doc Rivers' fault. They just getting put, Miami's just putting that defensive smackdown on his ass, and and Joel Embiid is just what I thought he was, trash talking front runner. That when you know when the heat gets put on him, he gets small. Hmm. I mean, but you, you can't knock the man for getting knocked out. You know, knock the fuck out. Excuse my language. Uh, with the orbitable fracture and all that type of stuff. I mean, he was balling. He was balling uh, in the first series, granted, against nobody, I assume. Who was it anyway? I can't even remember. Toronto. Toronto, right. Well, all I'm saying is I think the I think the harden of old is a thing of the past. I don't know if he just lost confidence in himself or he's trying to or he's trying to prove that he's more – I guess he's trying to prove that he was that point guard when he was with Brooklyn, when they were kind of gelling in the very beginning when he got there, when he realized he could do, you know, average close to a triple-double, and he had Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant doing what, you know, doing what they were doing, and he wasn't – didn't really have to be a focal point. Uh, but, dude, I think – I think for Embiid's sake, he needed to be that guy that was dropping thirty. He didn't need to, he didn't need to be taking 40, 30 and forty shots in the game, obviously. But he still needed to be very aggressive, get to the free throw line, because that's how he normally gets all his points anyway. That and that whole flopping crap, I think, really took a toll on how he played. 
because they no longer got those cheap fouls for all that crazy flopping that he did. So I think that adjusted his style of play along with, I think he lost some confidence personally, you know, and, uh, and all the crap that all the, all of the commentaries and all the sports folks, sports figureheads and everything they talked about, he comes up small in the playoffs. He pretty much just, he wrote another chapter of them being correct. So, I mean, he's big time during the regular season, but he's some, you can't rely on him during the playoffs, it seems. First of all, was first it was like game seven or you know closeout series games, but now it seems like, in my opinion, and I haven't watched many of the games the this series, but I don't even except for one game, I don't even really think he showed up. Wait, wait, wait! You talking about Embiid or Harden? Harden. Oh, okay. All right. I just want to make sure. Okay. I got no, I got no beef with uh, Embiid. You know, okay. Embiid could only do but so much. They know that they're gonna. They know he's the focal point. They know he's the number one. So they're going to do what they're going to do to kind of slow him down. I mean, granted, he ain't getting 30, but he damn sure ain't averaging like 12 and 12, you know, a low double-double. He's still getting close to 20 points a game when he's out there playing. So to me, this is, like you said, Maxi disappeared, but that was like, I mean, he's nice, but he, I mean, okay, I mean, whatever. But this should have been Harden series. Harden should have made things a hell of a lot more difficult for Miami. He ain't do shit, personally. Uh- Nah, uh, MB still he does this. He did this with Atlanta last year, and he slightly did it when when he was playing Toronto a few years ago. This is his mo. He just when he gets into the playoffs and he gets and when some heat really get on him, he he disappears. He was quick to throw Ben Simmons underneath the bus last year against Atlanta Hawks, but he missed a hell of a lot of shots. He didn't play all that great himself. So he, before you want to point the finger at somebody else. You better talk about yourself, and that's just hard. And like you said, he just wrote another chapter. People are going to say that Harden is great during the regular season. Maybe should have won the MVP. Uh, when he gets to the playoffs, this is where it's time to cash in those checks and prove that you are the MVP. And he just. But shit, I mean, Joker's the MVP. Where's his ass at right now? He 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 uh horse right. Oh, what are you doing? A horse ra- horse racing crap. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and and then, be about to give him a call in about <laughs> a couple of minutes. You awfully quiet over there, sir. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, a couple of things. Number one, I'm still just in shock the fact that Philly is still trying to blame this this Ben Simmons thing. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> if that is really the case, smooth and Philly is still on Ben Simmons, they really need to move on. I mean, at this particular point, there's nothing we can do at this point. And I say this because, and I say this because real quick, I say this when it goes to um, Nets, Brooklyn Nets fans too, in regards to the Kyrie situation. Like, it mm-hmm. happens. The season is over. Ain't nothing you can do at this particular point that is going to change what happened. It's unfortunate, yes, but it is what it is. So, the whole thing with Ben Simmons for Philly need they if if they are still doing it they need to move on like they really need to focus on the roster that they have or the lack of production from the roster that they have. Um, Joel Embiid, I, I agree with Smooth. He's a trash talker that really just needs to just calm himself down, talking. And I get it, that's his mo, that's his moxie. But you know, if he wants to be known as the people 
the the player outside of Philadelphia that fans is going to love to hate. That's him. So be it. Um, but you're pretty sure that you better do as much as you can to contribute and go way, way, way further than a second round exit in the NBA playoffs for you to earn that type of moxie. And quite frankly, he hasn't done it yet. Um, situation with James Harden. James Harden has been like this all year. It's not going to change. It's not going to get better. The question I really have to know is whether or not they're really going to give him the max contract that he is looking for. And if they give him the max contract that he is looking for, Philly, you better get yourselves ready because there is no way and I mean no way. You know, like how The Rock says, and The Rock says, no way. I'm saying there is no way that you're going to be able to win a championship if you give him a max contract. Because you're not going to have the players that you need. Of course, Maxi is going to be there. This is his first year, first or second year, second year. Um, so he give him time to develop. But him and Thibault should be your should help get you to stay in a playoff hunt. But James Harden is gonna is is a shell of himself. Um, I really think that y'all really need to factor how y'all gonna weigh that in when negotiating a contract. Um, Philadelphia just ran into a buzzsaw, which is Miami. They can't stop Miami. Um, their defense is one of the reasons why they are top in the league. Why they were ranked the number one team in the East. Um, their defense is. And watching the games that I mean, watching those the last two games and the first half of this game, you can see why Miami is considered one of the top defensive teams in the NBA, without question. And what's crazy, and to be honest, I'm now more rooting for Miami because of the fact that, and I just found this out in the first half that they have eight undrafted players playing in the playoffs on a regular basis. Two of them um, that were in the starting lineup. So. Two undrafted players are in the playoff hunt and they're starting for the Miami Heat, the number one team in the East. And they have not, they were undrafted, went undrafted in the NBA draft. Um, they was brought in under different contracts, G Leagues, whatever, you name it. The development in Miami is, is excellent. And for them to do what they are doing and making their shots, not just defensively, but offensively as well, is, is spectacular. And made me a fan of them going for it. Um, but I think overall, Philly just met its match. Um, Joel Embiid is going to be fine. It's just how they reconstruct the rest of the roster going for it. Um, Miami's in a good spot because all their players are young and they ain't got to get paid right now. True. But when them players got to get paid, they're going to have a hell of a problem on their hands because somebody's going to walk. Somebody's gonna want to get some money. Um, well, it's, it's, I think it's, it's gonna be Duncan. It's always an odd man out. <laughs> I think it's gonna be Duncan Robinson. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody gives him makes an offer that he can't refuse. How long has he been in the league? Now, what's his third or fourth year? Third or fourth year, one of those. Yeah. And the other kid, I forget. Uh, the other kid is this is only his third season, right? Correct. Yeah. Tyler. Yeah. 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 So. He's still got another two, probably next season before he'll demand some top dollars in his damn self. So yeah. But um, I think I think with Duncan Robinson, with the emergence of um Gabe Vincent and Strauss, mm -hmm. like 
I, I didn't see their offense coming like this. And since they emerged, like Duncan Robinson has just been in the back burner. So I really think that he's going to look for opportunity elsewhere. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if some team offers him a lot of money. Knicks. Um, because they seem to be going after any and everybody anyway. So I wonder, yeah. you know, I wonder how Philly would have been. I know they had um I know they had Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler wanted to leave because of some issues that he had with the um the 76ers. I wonder if the Sixers was and maybe and that was a lot more of Brett Brown, you know. I guess he didn't gel with them, but I wonder if the management, you know, and I'm talking about Elton Brand himself, would have been a bit more forceful in saying that we want to keep Jimmy Butler and we, we're willing to do in part with anybody that you don't rock with. And one of the main people was Ben Simmons. But this, but the 76ers wanted to attach their wagon to Ben Simmons because he was part of the um, – Trust the climb. The process. No, the process, right? <laughs> yes, and and one thing about the process, which I heard somebody on the um the radio make a a a, a very good statement. They got Joel Embiid with with all the losing, which was a very good pickup. You can argue that they could have won some places, but I think it was good. Then they then they got Ben Simmons. Do you know they could have had Jalen Brown or Brandon Ingram, but they went with Ben Simmons. And do you know when they got Markel Folks, they could have had Jason Tatum. Tatum. <laughs> but they went with Markel Folks. And I get it. Once you got Ben Simmons, you had Ben Simmons and then Jalen Brown. Because th that was the really, I remember in Senior Sixers, a lot of people were saying, go with Jason Tatum. A lot of people were saying, well, you just drafted Ben Simmons the year before. They're pretty much same kind of players. But if you wanted to make them a point forward, you could have left Ben Simmons mm -hmm. as the point, mm -hmm. and you still could have had Jason Tatum. Now mm -hmm. you wind up with neither Markel Folks, who went to Orlando and kind of resurrected his career, and you shift off Ben Simmons, and you left with Embiid. So to me, the process didn't get you to the championship, or at least to Eastern Conference Finals, where you was hoping it would. And they had a lot of players. Jamal Murray. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now that I think about it. So it was a lot of players that they. <sighs> they messed up on the scouting. That's really what their, their, their issue was. Whoever scouted them and whoever made that decision to take the players that they, put, they took, that was who really that messed that up. Because when you think about that process, you, and you, can you imagine, even if they did take Ben Simmons, but you still bought in Jason Tatum. So the way Jason Tatum is playing now, you pair him along with Joel Embiid, that's a, still a scary matchup. Because let's say, for example, Ben Simmons didn't work out. You still had Matt, you still drafted Maxi. Maxi, Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, whoever you fill in those gaps in the other starting roles. Like that alone would have got you to the Eastern Conference finals or the NBA finals with that team. They would have been highly ranked. So I think whoever made that decision, and it's, it all goes through the decision that you make, um, but it does kind of feel like Philly is not the, doesn't make the best decisions when it comes to some of the selections that they make. Um, and what's crazy about it, because Joel Embiid, when they, when they first picked Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid was, he didn't really play to the level that he was playing 
He was hurt. He didn't even play the first year. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, now I get it. I get it. It's all about who you choose and make sure that they're the right fit no matter what. And I think they've been – go ahead. No, I was going to say, but I under, I wouldn't say that their management – their management got it wrong, you know, now that hindsight is twenty twenty. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, at the time, they figured they got their cornerstone in their five. They picked up their one in Markel Fultz. They figured they got their four in Ben Simmons, but also could be a point forward. It could be whatever the hell they wanted to be, a jack of all trades. Sort of like a, a more agile and more versatile Draymond. Um, so they figured they had a really good starting core. And and you can't ask for anything better than uh, a starting point guard, four and a five, and then you just really needed a two and a three. And that's where... You know, they figured Tobias Harris and whoever the hell would have uh, filled those gaps at the time. But, I mean, I mean, yeah, it doesn't look great now, but at the time it wasn't necessarily bad. But then you also have to look at the fact that, yes, and Simmons was hurt when he came out, but so was uh, Embiid. Embiid didn't play a lot in his first two years because he was hurt. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. The problem is not really, to be honest, the problem wasn't even with the scouting. It's more with their player development because – when you have some, like, anything that you do, as once you're a part of a team, it's up to player the development to see what they can do to take you to that next level. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have that player development person there. And I, and I say this all the time. Like, you have to have that player development coach that will raise your level to that next level. And some teams have that. And I, I'm always going to bring this back up because, of course, I consider him one of the favorites for me, and that was Kenny Atkinson. Because he would play and develop the team, the players, each step. And then when he did it, when he went to be a development coach at the Warriors, look at how now Jordan Poole is. Like, nobody didn't even think that Jordan Poole would be in the level that he is right now. And that's because Kenny Axton has put his footprint into that development system as well. So there are certain people that need, that are excellent at what they do. And Philly didn't have that player development coach that would have, taught Ben Simmons or had Ben Simmons started shooting threes on a consistent basis or shooting foul, making jumpers on a consistent basis, developing him to that next level or Markel's folks to rework his shooting now that he's doing better in Orlando. Like there's so many different aspects to the coaching standpoint that Philly got kind of wrong and that's what needed to be addressed. Um, so I, quite frankly, I don't even take the blame. And like you said, he's getting back to, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is not really to blame for all this. Um, of course, he's the head coach, yes, but I don't think he deserves all the blame um, if the Sixers don't make it or don't advance. Um, I think that, quite frankly, well, they didn't advance because Miami beat them by nine. Uh, so I think that overall, this is not Doc Rivers' fault, um, but I definitely don't. If he does get fired, I do not want to see Dan Tony. You know that you know that the the GM got uh got uh the beard's balls in his hand, the cup of it trying to keep it warm. So they're gonna do whatever he could do to make sure that he gets the best out of out of <laughs> out of the beard. So, you know he, he's gonna whatever. But my whole thing about with Doc Rivers, it's not so much about what Doc Rivers did in Philly. Uh-huh. It's more so now his track record, even taking it back to the Clippers. Like he, like he could only get a team, but so far, and he had a way more talented team with the Clippers 
than he did with Philly. But then people are looking at the East Coast, not the East Coast, but the, the Eastern Conference not being as tough as it is out West when he, when he had more talent. And he couldn't seem to crack that code, and it seems like he can't seem to crack this code either when it's only a top – this is what, a top four or five team heavy conference? So I think that I think that combination of factors might lead the you know the 76ers to say, you know what? We might have to blow this shit up again. Process part two. And I get that. But my thing is, is that if you're going to do it, what they really need to continue to focus on is the defense and not the offense. And it's gonna be difficult to find a coach that is willing to say, you know what, I'm willing to take that risk. Um and it's gonna be, to be honest, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be difficult to find a coach that Harton is gonna be okay with, which is gonna be unfortunate, because mm-hmm. now um, the GM is gonna, the GM, I mean, Murray's gonna look at Harton and say, all right, what do you want? Joel Embiid ain't gonna be that dude that's gonna be like, you know, it doesn't matter really to him at this stage, but you best believe Harton is gonna have some footprint into who they're gonna bring in, which is, which is sad in my opinion, but um. Not to switch gears. I know we've been talking about Philly, but uh, yeah, we can talk about somebody else. Yeah, I have to ask this question because I've been hearing some rumbling. I think I saw the the Nets organization send out a tweet saying that we want people that are available to play. Um, I think that's the direct shot to your point guard. In your personal opinion, now being that you are an avid Nets fan you follow them closely you believe that the nets will try to trade Kyrie to get assets going into the draft no no no. I'll I'll put it like this um I think that the Nets organization finally realized that they had to take ownership of the situation bottom line um I think that they was letting people to they was letting Kyrie kind of do his thing. Um Kyrie is that kind of that person. Um but I think that now the Nets organization is like look we can't have people talking that we're not doing what we're supposed to do. We need to take ownership of this. Um and quite frankly um it's kind of ironic because Amari Stoudemire just made that announcement um that on the Stephen A um today on the Stephen A Smith show um blaming Kyrie um, for the chemistry, the lack of chemistry on the team um, because of what happened in the whole ordeal. Now he left, he made it official that he's leaving the organization. And one of the reasons being is because the organization wasn't um, in regards to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very authoritative when it came to Ky- the Kyrie situation. It was being passive aggressive about it. Um, bottom line is that Amari says that um, they shouldn't have let Kyrie got to the point where he was doing what he was doing um, at this point. So when you get to the point where you don't get vaccinated and do all this, you hurt the team, the whole shebang. Like, basically, Bamari was going in. Um, so he was like, bottom line, like, he was kind of the cause that messed up the chemistry issues because a lot of the players weren't really feeling the fact of what he did. So it was definitely a lot more to it, especially if he's coming out and, mind you, this wasn't like no, um, like been building for months. This is like 
I'm just telling you straight up how it was, you know, yada, yada, yada. You know, the team, the team and Kyrie wasn't on, on the same page, bottom line. Um, and they need the next organization need to reel them in. I quit. Um, I'm no longer the player, such and such and such. Um, I, <laughs> I was like, that's what, at least from what I was, from what I'm being told, Mamari left the, um, decided to resign um, from his position with the next organization. Um, but he didn't hold back on his, in regards to what, how the chemistry issues were. Um, so I think that overall, Nets organization, I think the brand, and that's why they made their news, their press conference um, very clear in regards to dealing with the negotiations for Kyrie Irving. Um, they're going to let them know, like, quite frankly, like, look, you got to be on board 100%. If you're not on board 100%, we're going to either renegotiate your contract or negotiate some type of contract where incentives are in place. Or if you don't like that, then we'll make, have to make other arrangements. I think they're going to be, and they have to be adamant about it because the players were not happy about how this went down. Um, and quite frankly, so you starting to hear that more and more now as everything starts to play out. So I'm not knocking what, let me rephrase that. Kyrie is going to be Kyrie. Um, how you treat Kyrie going forward is going to be uh, how everyone is going to see you going forward. So I think Sean Marks and um, the rest of the organization have a lot of work cut out for them. I don't know exactly what they're going to do in regards to Kyrie Irving. Um, I will say this. If he stays, everybody, it's not. It's going to be, you know, if people that like him want him to stay. People that don't like him want him going. So you're going to either make fans happy or some of the fans happy or make some of the fans mad. Do you think that's part of the reason why Harden wanted out because of that situation too? I wouldn't, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, when you think about it, now everything makes sense. Um, it's just the fact that I kind of wish that KD was a little bit more. Not, um, so, not so passive aggressive. Not so passive aggressive when it came to that particular aspect of it. I think that they, he, I think that they have too many cooks in the kitchen that's trying to be the leader. And they're not the right leader to to handle something like this. They needed someone that was, to be honest, me and like I said, me being a Nets person, kind of wish that they still had Jeff Green because I think that Jeff Green would have put that in the you know nip everything and got them all together. Um, I think that that's one of the things that I think they solely was missing. Um, but I don't want to talk too much about it. I think that this offseason is going to be very interesting, and I believe that Kyrie eventually is probably going to come back. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't if he comes back and they figure out something where they come to a compromise between the two. Hey, uh, I'll just say this about the situation. Kyrie Irving is there as long as Durant wants him to be there. And if Durant was to sign off on saying, hey, if y'all want to trade him, Kyrie would be gone. Because I think, I agree with you, I think the Nets, the Nets messed up when they went back on what they said. Because then you gave them all the power, and then you saw how Harden's play went down, and all the shenanigans happened after that situation. But if Durant wanted Kyrie going, Kyrie would be gone. And I'm not going to sit there and say that the Nets haven't been quietly, you know, making, placing calls and seeing who wants to take, you know, 
Kyrie off the hands, but Kyrie uh, has his own issues. So I don't know how many teams are going to be willing to come for a play today, not tomorrow kind of guy. Either you're all in or you're not. And if you're not, that's fine. If you got a whole bunch of other stuff you want to do, that's totally fine. But just don't leave your teammates out high and dry. Because if you're not, if your heart's not all in it, then don't play. I know that kind of made it very interesting when you said that because it almost kind of felt that like that the last game that they played um, when Boston beat him um, in Game Four, like he was already halfway in, halfway out. Um, and I say this because with the utmost respect, I think that they was gelling the right time, even when Kyrie was and. Yeah, when Kyrie wasn't there, um, because they were still utilizing the young players, Patty Mills and them were still doing um, great so far. They ran off like seven or eight games before the Kevin Durant injury, and mm-hmm. he was playing with all these young um, squads. So I, I, I say this because I, the offseason is going to be different. I really believe that they're going to look to focus more on the youth. Um, they should. Um, and see if they would be able to progress from that realm because that's what they really need to do. But I I don't want to talk about the Nets because they're off they're on vacation now. I understand. I understand. And the rest of the NBA playoffs, I want to I want to touch on the, the Bucks real quick, but I just have to ask this one question. Mm-hmm. Do you think Durant is capable of leading a team Sort of like how Jimmy Butler, we know Jimmy Butler's the star of the Heat. Mm-hmm. And the Heat has a bunch of great pieces that kind of fit well along with Butler. And they move and they operate like a, a, a pristine car engine. You know what I'm saying? Everything just runs great. Can Durant be that type of dude? Or Durant really is not that guy. Durant is more like he's a superstar, but he's more like a piece. Uh Durant is more of a piece. He's not that vocal point. He is not that dude that is going to tell you exactly what you need. Not, to not, not, not even so much because I understand Jimmy Butler is that type of a guy. Yeah. We all know that Jimmy Butler is a star in his own yeah. right. Yeah. But can Durant, not, not talking about vocal or being a team lead or something like that. I'm talking about can Durant carry a team for 82 games and in the playoffs, be that number one guy, where he's the guy and you got some guys that are like right under him that are good, but not great. Can he lead a team like that and win a championship? No. Did and I say I, you that shit up too? <laughs> no. Say that again? That, that, then I believe that 76ers and the Nets got to be blown up. Personally. Uh, no, but let me, let me, let me explain why I say no. And I'm not saying it. Kevin Durant is one of those silent leaders, um, but he's not the type of leader that will need to that can help bring the team together. That's what they're looking for. That's what, quite frankly, they need. Every championship um, team has a leader that is vocal enough to put bring it all in to, to all the top teams. Whether it's Miami, Jimmy Butler is vocal, yes, but they have someone like Udonis Haslam or somebody that has that could bring the team in to make good chemistry together. Um, the Bucks, you you all, you have Giannis, of course, that can able to do that, but you also have like a Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton. Um, 
you could even throw in P.J. Tucker when he was there because P.J. Tucker would tell them exactly what to do. Same mm-hmm. thing with Golden State because, you, of course, you have Steph and you have Clay, but Draymond is that piece that will tell you exactly what you need to do to build that chemistry. Same thing with Phoenix because you got CP3 who is vocal and a coach on the floor and off the floor. You have all these people that are vocal enough to say, let's gather around team. Let's work on this together. Kevin Durant has never been that dude. I would never see Kevin Durant say, all right, team, let's go practice during the summer together and do this together or do that together. Kevin right now is off in um, Greece or UK watching Mike James, who was a former Nets player, play. So he is not that dude that will bring the Nets players together. They need that type of dude. They need a dude that says, you know what, let's go all go summer in L.A. to work out together and let's build this team chemistry. They don't have that. And until they have a player that can build the team chemistry from within, even mm-hmm. Philly has it because Joel Embiid can do something like that. He doesn't have to be vocal um, to that extent, but he will put the team and rally around them. The team will rally around him. So I think that they need that dog, that alpha dog that will have them come together. Kevin Durant is going to be a is a superstar no matter what. To be honest, you could kind of put Kyrie in that same mix, but quite frankly, they're not that focal point where you can put them all bring all the whole players together as a cohesive unit. This year, obviously, <laughs> it shows that it did the opposite because it seemed as though there was no chemistry there to begin with, which is one of the reasons why they got swept. So I think that overall, that is, they need someone that can actually bring them together. And quite frankly, they don't have that one. And that's why I said about Jeff Green real quick because I thought Jeff Green was the one that held the glue together last season when they had Harden, Kyrie, and KD, and they was running off those playoff, I mean, those like winning streaks. Um, it's because Jeff Green was keeping them all together. They need someone like that. And until they get someone like that, their team chemistry is going to need a lot of work. Okay. I second it. <laughs> Real quick. Do you think do you think the Bucks will come out of the East? I don't know. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a toss up to me. Do you, I agree. Think, do you think the Bucks will close out Boston in six? Capable, yes. Confident. Uh, this 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 series has been real tight. It's it's I I would say no. I agree. It's a toss up for me. I I could see it going either way. I could see it's going to be a close game no matter what. Like mm-hmm. I could honestly see it a close game no matter what. Boston really gave up on that game last the last game though because Milwaukee should not have came back and won that game. And I think that how they how they come out on the first. The first half of the of the next game is going to be telling. If if the Bucks had Chris Middleton, yes, but without him and other the other role players are hit and miss. Uh, Giannis is going to need fifty to close to close it out. Yeah, and they're going to need help with. I mean, he also going to need Drew Holiday and Bobby Porras to repeat what they did. Yep. Well, Drew Holiday last night, them two defensive plays that he made, man, I was like, wow, beautiful. Yeah, that's that's basketball right there, man. It's, that's beautiful. <laughs> and you know what I'm what I'm liking? I'm loving the physicality that the the, the refs are letting like Memphis and um, uh, 
and uh, who the hell they that's a, that's a, that is now a rival. I'm sorry. Who they playing? That is, that is now a rival. Who are they playing though? Memphis is playing somebody. Golden State. Oh yeah, Golden State. Yes, 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 yes. You forgot that fast. <laughs> Dude, I, I haven't really been watching it. I haven't been. The NBA's playoffs don't mean shit to me until you get to the Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference Final or the Conference well, Finals. Well, well, this round has been pretty darn good. <laughs> yes, to be honest, mm-hmm. that that series to me it was probably one of the best series where it's gotten real physical in a long time, which was kind of neat. I, I just I like the I like the toughness. I like the physicality. I like how the refs are letting them play. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like, from what I've seen, you know, highlights and things of that nature. I've I've watched bits and pieces. Um, it's not a lot of ticky tack fouls. I love like how they let the the, the 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 last minutes of the buck game last night. They they really let them out and go play. Even like when um, Giannis got I don't know he got elbowed or punched in the eye. He had that blood coming. Mm-hmm. He ain't stopped the damn game. I don't know how to, how you managed to get that cut in his eye, but. It was just refreshing to see some physicality in these games, man. Because it's, it's, it's the lead now got soft, man. I mean, Very. it's it's oh, hard to watch sometimes. It's like it's it's almost like they're playing Olay type of basketball. And then, but then I know this sounds crazy, but people be always bitching about how two K like you can always just make layups and all this type of shit. Just like you, but the damn thing is just mimicking how the NBA is being played. It's so damn soft. It's like this this layup after layup. Three after three, there's no more. There's no, there's no such thing as a mid range game, mid range game anymore. You know, God, that's why I don't like playing. That's why I don't like watching the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? There's, nobody plays with their back to the basket no more. You know, I mean, you, you got a few players. I'm sorry, I'm going off of the tangent. We talk about NBA. We talk about the playoffs. Nah, um, <laughs> you know, it's just. And we ain't even yet talk about Phoenix and Dallas. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that's a good series too. Like the West, the West has really been. I'm very been. I'm very been entertained. I, I am very entertained with the West. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I think I. I think next. Next when it jumps down to the, the to the. Uh, I guess would it be the semis? The top four teams left in each each conference. No, that'd be Eastern Conference and Western Conference after this. Oh, really? Oh, damn oh, time. Seems like I can think of it. All right, cool. Well, then I hope I would love to see. I would love to see a Milwaukee, Miami, Eastern Conference final. And in the West, I put it like this: if Golden State can't beat uh, Memphis with, without Jaw, with Jaw being hurt and not playing. Golden State don't deserve to make it to the damn uh, Western Conference Finals. Personally, they should have they should have knocked them out last uh, last game, but they came out uh, talking shit, thinking that you know they was gonna roll over, and they came out this this guns blazing, it took it took them right to them, punched them in the jaw, and they never recovered. I don't understand why people don't understand that they are a better team without John Morant. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. But you. They don't because now you don't know where that offense is really coming from, which makes it even more dangerous. They were tw- they they only lost two games out of the twenty something games that they played without John Morant. So, if anything, you can never be overconfident when it comes to the playoffs, especially in the second round. Like mm-hmm. I like that 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 to me was really to me any other team I would have been like, okay, this is out of 
this is out of you not knowing what you're doing. But when it's Golden State, where you've been there time and time again, that's more disheartening than anything. That's just, that's just them being cocky. That's all. But I mean, but they can deserve to be. They they have they have every right to be that damn cocky because that's who they are. But the last thing you want to do is give fuel to the fire of a Memphis Grizzlies, like or any team. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, and you're right. The, the, you know, the, the record was like 25 and two, or something, or 22 and something without without John Morant. I'm not gonna say they're a better team without John Morant. I think the offense flows a bit, a lot better without John Morant. If if the if the Grizzlies lose, I think they need to go back and look at the tape and see how can you incorporate John Morant to make that offense flow a lot better, um, because they still win, but their points per game is a lot higher. In a defense brings the teams down a lot lower when John Morant was out. Um, but for Golden State, Golden State is playing with some serious fire. I mean, they, Memphis did you know win the series against them three to one. They kicked them out the playoffs. I mean, they playing last year all all at B without you know without Clay Thomas. Clay Thomas is playing, but Clay Thomas on one hundred percent. He'll probably be one hundred percent come next season. I didn't think he's going to be one hundred percent this season, but um. Memphis is just a bad matchup. And then once they got Steven Adams back, that's what's really been giving them fits. Because mm-hmm. the first two games they didn't have Steven Adams. And truth be told, it should be really three, three, it should have been three, one Memphis to Golden State. Yeah. The only game that Golden State really beat them was the one they blew them out, which was this past Saturday. Yeah. Um, prior to that, Memphis has had them. You know, they just they John missed the, the uh, uh, easy, well, I say easy layup, but he missed the layup he probably should have made in that last game. And they had him dead to rights and they let Golden State come back. And I think Golden State thought they could walk into this game and figure no matter how far they got, we're still going to, they'll still mess up and we'll catch them. And before you know it, it was almost a 50 point, you know, lead. And when I started watching the game, it was the third quarter and you know, they took all, damn all the starters, but they better, if I'm going to state, and I still think Memphis is going to pull this out in seven, if I'm going to state, you better, you better bury them in Golden State by the end of the third quarter. I do, they do not want to go back to Memphis. They better make sure this game is over and done by the end of the third quarter. If not, they're going to have some serious problems. But I'm still calling. A, I'm still calling Memphis. In, I'm gonna call Memphis in seven. That'd be an epic collapse because that's all that people are gonna be talking about is how the Warriors collapse. Um, to be well, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, huh. But these games have been definitely a lot tighter than than what it, we th- I thought it would be. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, we gave some pretty good attention to these here NBA playoffs. Um, quickly, uh, I know we have a hard stop, so we'll, we'll just go four minutes. NFL, Jerry, Judy, the hell, man. Damn. Y'all can't just sit quiet and relax. I just don't understand how these jokers making this all this money and still be getting in trouble like that. Dude, man, this, can't y'all be biggie. It's biggie. More money, more problems. (laughs) Stupidity. <laughs> That's more like it. More money, more problems in my ass. Man, look, man, if I made this kind of money, man, 
my Xbox would be on. I'd have a couple, a couple different Xboxes in different rooms, and when I leave one room, just go pick it up in another damn room if I get bored and look at these four walls. I'll just bring the party to your crib, man. Damn, just stay off the streets. Jesus. Anyway, that's my rant about that. Uh, <laughs> it ain't even last four minutes. But <laughs> oh, that was that was forty five seconds. It's just so damn frustrating. I mean, it's it's always one every damn season. And I hate to say it, man. It's it's always us. Not to say I wanted to be somebody else, but it's just always us and some stupid ass shit that we don't need to be uh, getting involved with. And it's ridiculous. It's so redundant. It's so ridiculous. And ah, it's just uh, so frustrating. So I don't want anybody to get in trouble. I mean, you're making all this money. Just sit down and relax. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, NFL schedule was dropped. Does anybody really care? (laughs) I mean, uh, we, we, I don't know. It's the NFL is just get real ridiculous about how they're doing crap now. <laughs> <laughs> they own, they own it. It's, it's no off for them. Exactly. I'm like, dude. Uh, okay, you told me the schedule. Like uh, now on the radio, that they're, they're like, let's analyze each 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 opponent and how how we think this year's team. But just, but just think about it. Right now, it, it, it's May, and they had a big you know a countdown to the you know the release of the NFL schedule. Mm-hmm. Really, is is May in July, which is going to be a month and a half from now. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be you, you know official you know you know training camp. Mm-hmm. Actually, OTA is going to start next Soon. month. Yeah, yeah. So, so NFL has no off season. Credit to the NFL because they can still do this and and partially overshadow the NBA playoffs. And really overshadowed goddamn NHL playoffs. Sure, right. Right. Nobody talking right. about that. Right. Sure, no. right, right, and uh, and I will try to try to pay attention a little bit more to the NHL. I know we don't really talk hockey here, but uh, I'm I'm curious to see who's going to win between the Caps and the Penguins because uh, I think Sidney Crosby, I think he's still playing. Mm-hmm. And man, he old as hell at this point. And and we all know Ovi, Ovi old. Like both of them are just the old, uh, like the old statesmen in the league now. But they they still out there giving it all, giving their all, you know, in these playoffs. So I'm curious how that's gonna how that's gonna progress. I I, I will keep my eye out and kind of watch, pay attention to those play, uh, those those highlights. I'd be damned if I said they watch one, but I'll pay attention to the highlights. Um, <laughs> And then lastly, MLB baseball. We're a oh. We got the battle of NY. If there is even such a thing. It's the Yankees. It's the Yankees and the little sisters of the poor in Queens. You know what I'm saying? Uh, everybody keeps coming to me like, oh, what do you think about the Mets? I'm like, how let me come August when they have their collapse like usual? You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's good. I, I get it. Like, yeah, you know your shot ain't going to be happy about hearing about that. Yeah. But quite frankly, it, it's not, it's no different from the Yankees doing the same. So I, 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 I know. <laughs> I know. The, Yankees, the Yankees are either one of two things. The Yankees are really good or the Yankees are really bad. I'm just amazed the fact that how the Yankees, like when the Yankees um, constructed the roster, everybody was just like, are you serious? Like, 
this roster don't make sense. You know, I'm hearing all these complaints, and you know, Yankees management don't know what they're doing. They need to just retool everybody, let go of all management, and yeah, first couple of games. Oh, see, this is why the roster sucks. And now all of a sudden, the Yankees are doing well. And now everybody's all, oh yeah, yeah, we, you know, Yankees did, you know, they did a good job. They did a good job. <laughs> Probably can't. You probably can't walk. You know, two or three steps in New York without seeing a New York, you know, Yankee fitted cap on someone's head. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you're the king of NY. You know, you're not <laughs> the king of NY. Stop saying that. It's damn sure that the team in Queens. Y'all didn't say that, but y'all like the kings of NY. <laughs> hey man, look, Cap is from Brooklyn. Cap versus Spider Man. Who's who's the better who's the better superhero? Are we gonna go through this again, man? Are we gonna really go through this? Hey, hey, I'm just saying Cap is representing Yankees. Spider-Man represents the Mets. Cap whoops Spider-Man's ass. I need the shot here so that this can go back and forth. <laughs> so let, let me ask you a question. I, I, I have to say, you know, uh, credit the Yankees for um, – for um, getting rid of some dead weight with Gary Sanchez. I, I think everybody saw that coming was needed. Uh, credit the Yankees for, you know, getting Rizzo or bringing back, however you want to call it, Rizzo. He's been putting mm-hmm. in some work, you know, all I'm going to say is two. I know you're praying for no injuries because, you know, Stanton and Judge always seems to get nicked up about. Now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they both be coming back somewhere around July or August. Yeah, it always happens. Yep. Uh, yeah, Stanton to go out first and then Judge or vice versa. But mm-hmm. um, do you think and, and and Judge is, you know, he he's betting on himself. And as of mm-hmm. right now, he's winning. Doing pretty winning. <laughs> <laughs> if he continues to have a not not even let's say an MVP season, but let's say he has a pretty good season where he's high in the statistics, no injuries. You know, maybe leads the league in home runs, even though he's uh, leading the league by what one home run, I think. Or maybe not now, but let's say he has a right below an MVP year. Do you think the Yankees are going to back up the brink the brink's truck for him? Two questions: Does he stay healthy? Let's say he stays healthy. And... No, no, no. Let me phrase that. Let's say he gets hurt, he comes back, but he still plays, you know, he still plays good enough where it could justify, it's going to, it could, it's going to justify, you know, at least giving him something. Do they back up the truck? Because <sighs> I think if he stays healthy, yeah, but if he gets hurt and comes back and he's still pretty good, that's going to, that's going to be where some questions are going to come. I would lock him up to be a Yankee for life. But he's going to have to try to pull some sort of Bobby Bonilla type of situation. Because <laughs> he wants he wants trout money. He's not going to get trout money. Because one, he's 30. If he were like 26, 27, the Yankees would because they could give him a 10 or 12 year contract at four or five hundred million dollars and it would make sense because then it's still equal out to like 25 26 between 25 and 30 million a year over the course of those 10 10 12 years however long the contract would be but he's 30. baseball players are going to come off a cliff at some point 
by like 35, 36. That gives them like a, a realistically, it's probably like a four-year window where he's going to continue to produce the way he's going to produce if he stays healthy. You can't justify giving this man a four four-year, three hundred million dollar contract. Just no, no way in hell. I think if 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 he wants to do it, you got to give him a long-term contract. But then somewhere back late in that contract is going to say, "Look, well, you can retire a Yankee, and as your stats go down, your numbers are going to go down, and we'll try to figure some shit out where you'll get paid X amount of dollars for the rest of your life uh, for the remainder of that contract." But it's, it's going to have to be, in my opinion, that's the way it's going to have to be structured so that the Yankees aren't terribly handicapped financially. Because you've got to remember, they picked up Stanton's big-ass contract when he came from uh, Miami. Mm-hmm. And Garrett Cole just got paid. And um, and they got some young stars that are going to want some money. So they can't tie up a ton of money with, 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 uh, with Judge, but he seems, you know, he just seems like he picked up the mantle that, Je- that Jeter – that Jeter left when you wanted somebody to be like the, the team captain, the focal point. Like he's getting all the great press. He's doing all the right things off, you know, off the field while even and on the field as well. So it's like you, you can't let him walk, especially now when he's doing so well. If he does this all season and he stays relatively healthy, they're going to work something out. But I think that's the way, in my opinion, that's the way it has to be. Yeah, well. As the um as the world turns in New York, uh, we will see. You know, if uh, you know, that Daddy Steinbrenner was there, he probably would already would have paid him, even though he probably would have been premature. He would have got his money. <laughs> yeah, when he came in and he hit the, I think after his rookie year, I think because I think he came up like he was twenty seven, twenty six or twenty seven when he came up as a rookie. Whereas you know you had a Jeter or somebody who came up at like nineteen, twenty, twenty one. You had them young guys come up and you know and kind of built their way, but he came up really late in his twenties. So it's just kind of hard to justify paying a man like that. When he's and I thought he was much younger, or at least he looks much younger than thirty. Man, look, he's just peaking. He's peaking now. He's doing great, but he just he wants. He's not going to get Trout money. He'd be lucky if he gets Bryce Harper or Manny Machado money. But however, it's going to be done. It's going to be a, like a four to six year contract, and I, I know he wants something that's more long-term, but the Yankees kids can't justify paying them because you're just old. I mean, hell, it's, you're not Michael Jordan, you know, saying where he's he, he, he aged and was still dropping 20 in his worst years in Washington. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't justify paying them $30 million a year at 30 years old unless he was making $30 million a year at 27 going into age 30. So I don't know. Weird, but We'll see. Uh, I, I hope he does well. I want him, I want to see him remain a Yankee, and I want to see the Mets lose. I mean, that's that's all Yankees fans are really happy about. You know, Mets the Mets suck. The Yankees go to the playoffs and hope for a championship. All right, I gotta ask this question. All right, so let's just say just uh, real quick because I know we are, we should be off against the time, but real quick, let's and somebody asked this question earlier, which I thought was a great question, but say he doesn't resign. Mm-hmm. Would you rather who? Let's say he signs somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Who would you rather him sign with? The New York Mets or the Boston Red Sox? Mm. Mets. Because <laughs> you don't you don't want to see him. You don't you don't want to see him twenty or thirty times in a season. Okay. 
and he'll wreck, wreck shop, you know what I'm saying, in your in your home building, knowing that you had the opportunity to pay him. I mean, you'll be pissed off that he's, you know, in Queens making that kind of money because I could see the owner really pulling out his bank book to, to make that offer. But, you know, and he'll get his wish. He wants to stay in New York just without, without the team. Um, but I just hope that if the Yankees decide to let him walk, I hope they know what the hell they're doing. I hope they have a I hope they have a plan B that's just as good as damn plan A. Or what that <laughs> and you know that the Boston Red Sox are sitting there looking like baby, just sitting there just like just, <laughs> just patiently waiting, saying if they F this up, back it up because they got some money. Oh yeah. Or they'll or, or they'll make sure they'll free up some money. Yeah, because yeah, I already heard Devers wants out. Like, like this is his last season. Like he doesn't want to play in Boston no more. So that'll free up some money. Oh, when, he, when he's gone. Yep. You know, so we'll see. You could just yeah tell him you could just DH. You ain't got to be in the outfield. Just DH for us. Yep. Big poppy. Big poppy is ass. Let's go hit. Just hit bombs, man. Let's go hit them. Let us worry about everything else. Yep. All right, fellas. I think we've hit our time. Matter of fact, we went well over our time. Um, so with that being said, where can folks find you? You can find me on Snapchat, Snapchat, Twitter, and the gram at J.E. Ross, the number seven. And of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am our Quarles. Twitter and Instagram. I am our Quarles. And you can find me on Twitter at CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. So, once again, I'd like to thank everybody for showing love, uh, watching the show, hitting us up, just, just, you know, just always being there for us. We really appreciate all of you. Um, don't really have much to say other than the warm, warm weather is coming, and I'm ecstatic about that. Uh, so, let's go Yankees. Long live Wi-Fi. And, uh, I don't know. Go Niners? I guess I'd have. I don't know. Forgot <laughs> Jimmy G is still there. I was about to grab him on that too. <laughs> he He's is not going that. nowhere. His ass is getting traded. Bookmark. <laughs> I was wrong every time I said he was going to get traded, but goddamn, he's going to trade. Just, just say eventually he will. Yeah. Don't set a date. Don't set when. Just say eventually he will. Traded before the beginning of the season. I did not pick a date. So kiss of death statements, man. They don't be working for you. So you know that, right? Just take the win with eventually. Don't pick a date. Just take the win with eventually. Exactly, man. That's why he's going to the Giants. <laughs> I just take the win. I said eventually. They actually don't want him. They probably could have got him. They don't want him. Keep playing. <laughs> Take a chance with Daniel Jones. <laughs> That's why he's still with the 49ers. You know? Man. <laughs> Whatever. God bless everyone. Have a good one. Stay safe out there.